to your Harvest Loss podcast. I'm your host, Joeful Wood. Well, you're listening to part two of my conversation with harvester expert Cassie van der Westhausen. Well, in our earlier podcast, we talked about harvester setup, particularly for loosened crops and grain losses. Well, on this podcast, we're going to be chatting about tips and tricks to harvesting big, wet canola and cereal crops. Well, over to you again, Cassie. Um, when it comes to tricky conditions like we've got this year, when everything has fallen over and it's on the ground and it's moisture is high and the the paddocks are wet and we we need to look at not getting bogged and all those type of things. Once the circumstances get to that, it gets very very testing. Um, so when everything is dry and it's 35, 40 degrees and everything is standing upright and there's no wind, everything is fine. Then harvest is is a breeze it's really easy to do there's no dramas everything is happy but once you get into tricky conditions i would think that we would need to put grain loss aside and we just need to look at getting the crop into the machine um, with my grain loss testing you know you're talking about we need to do a constant speed we need to do the test in a piece of the paddock where everything is um, nice and standing where the majority of the crop, the circumstances is the same across the paddock. Um, but once we get into something like canola, I can see it around Border Town here, some of the canola is standing up, it's one and a half metres tall, and right next to it there's canola that is 30 centimetres off the ground. So I think when it comes into testing conditions like that, we just need to make sure that we get everything into the machine and you know just for a second put our grain loss aside and just make sure that we get everything into the machine in this paddock that i've said that the canola is on the ground i i think we've passed the point of windrowing because everything is too low we can't windrow when it's so low so direct heading uh, we need to do direct heading and what i've seen over the years is the the auger fronts that we've got uh, will do a great job in testing conditions. So you, you're basically flat on the deck. You, you're working basically in flex mode, trying to pick everything up. Because if it gets really bad, the canola will be about four inches off the ground. It will be flat on the ground. It's it's sitting there like a mat. So we've we've seen it in the past where the John Deere has got a X front that's out there with an extendable knife. Um, that were great in in tricky conditions in in conditions where the canola is flat on the ground that works really well when the canola is standing up any draper front will do the job but when it's flat on the ground so we need to make sure that we feed everything in i would like to go for a, a auger front where it's really aggressive and you grab the canola and drag it into the the center of the front there's also top cross augers that we can put on the fronts um we, we know that canola has got a tendency of boiling over the back of the of the front. So once you put that top crop auger onto it, it keeps it down. Um, I know McDonald's has got a, what do you call it? It's a brace kit, a short brace kit for the reel. So it brings the reel back even further, closer to the back of the, of the front. And that just gives you the opportunity for that canola that's sitting there that doesn't want to flow just to give it a tap with a reel to, to make it move. But yeah, it's, we're going to have some tricky conditions this year picking the canola up. I can see that. 
So not just um, canola that's fallen over, but a lot of the canola will have, uh, you know, fairly high amount of green material still in yep. it. How does that, you know, work in terms of feeding that through the machine? I can I can see a lot of harvesters parked up with blockages this year. Do you have any thoughts on that? I think the blockages, uh, not really the harvesters without any weed seed control units on the back of them. I don't think they will have any dramas. Um, but I think the machines with a harvester weed seed controllers on the back of them, whether they've got any mill on the back of the machines, that might be a bit of an issue. And the other thing that we've got to remember is the longer we leave the canola, the the more brittle, the more fluffy it will get. So although the canola itself is dry and the ground is wet, the longer we leave it, the, the, the more fluffier the, the pots will get. So that causes another drama with a machine where it will just break up into a powder and that makes your separation of the grain between the canola and the powder also a bit tricky i spoke to a customer just a couple of days ago and you know he said for the first week of his canola crop everything is just great Uh, i'm talking about the windrow stuff everything is just great the separation is good everything is great but as soon as you get over you know two or three or four weeks of canola it gets dry, it gets brittle, and it breaks up into small pieces. And, you know, unfortunately, I think this year there'll be some times that we can't get it onto the canola paddock, so we, we won't have any any other choice but to leave it there until we, we are ready to get on it. Mm, do you think there'll be a lot of crops that will have to be direct-headed in southern um, Australia this year rather than wind road? From what I can see around around the southeast here, um, we just had another... I don't know, maybe a couple of inches in the last week or so. So every time that it rains, the canola is getting, dirt is getting softer and the canola plants are falling over. So I would say, yes, I I reckon there will be a lot of direct heading. There's some paddocks here still with the flowers on them. So they're still nice and upright. So I think we can go back to to windrowing with them. Um, But there's quite a few paddocks with the canolas on the ground. So I would say direct heading will be a big thing for us this year. And will it be a later season, do you think, for a lot of people compared to previous years? Normally our season starts middle of November. You know, between the 15th and 20th of November, people will start harvesting. In saying that, it means that the windrowers needs to be operating in the next few days. Because normally there's a window of about 10 to 15 days where the canola rows will be there before we get into with our, with our harvester. I haven't seen any windrowers that's out there and i haven't seen any canola that's really you know that khaki color before you windrow it everything is still nice and green so i would say that our season will be maybe a couple of weeks later this year than what it normally is so i would say instead of middle november we would be into it end of november now you were talking earlier about auger fronts um you know in terms of picking up that canola that's all fallen over what about cereals how do how do growers handle cereals that have been waterlogged and you know you know might have fallen over as well i think cereals is a little bit easier because we can still pick it up uh with a with a real fingers we can still pick it up and pull it into into our fronts that's fine uh with a canola the more you know what canola looks like when it's ripe as soon as you touch the pod all the seed will be out on the ground and that's something that we don't want um with the cereals i know barley is a bit of a, a issue that that can lose its grain but with um 
but, but in barley is not as bad as canola, so we can still pick the barley up, we can still pull the wheat into it. Um, so I don't think with a cereal, I think we'll have tasting times, but we won't lose as much grain as what we do with a, with a canola. So I think we will still be right with our grains. Is there anything the growers need to know about setting up their header for these types of conditions as compared to what you were talking to them about um, in the harvester setup workshops before all the rain? Uh, obviously our speeds will be reduced this year to try to get everything in so I keep on saying to people that our harvesters are a little factory and you know say for instance we're putting 80 tons of, of material into the front of the machines once we pick our speed up by 50 percent we're putting 120 tons of material through the machine so there's something that we need to change to make sure the machine is working the same at 8k an hour is what it is at 12k an hour and you know i think the same if you use the same method there the slower we go the more adjustments we need to make as well because i'm pretty sure we won't go faster this year than in a normal year so i'm pretty sure we'll go slower a little bit um so yeah it's it all depends from paddock to paddock but i think people will make some changes um driving slower a little bit maybe you know, we, we might have a look at our concaves uh, operating that more openly this year as what we had in the past. Um, our wind speed, that is something that we're going to have a look at the back of the machine and see how much losses we're getting over our sieves. So I think there'll be a few testing days, two or three days before we, we get into it and we, we've got our settings sorted and we've got our grain loss sorted. So I think it will be a slow start, but after that, I think we'll be right. So it might test everyone's patience this year, but perhaps a, a big learning curve. I'm pretty sure, yep, patience mm. will be tested this year because, you know, we're all sat on a machine with canola, you, it will block up, you go back, you unblock it, you reverse up, you reverse the feed out. So to do that every 40 or 50 metres, test patience quite a bit, I can tell you that. You know, I get a lot of phone calls about headers getting bogged. I think that is something that's, um, that we did touch on at the Harvester Schools. Um, I saw on an internet ad here just a couple of days ago of people who's making up uh, cables um, that goes around the front axle. Some manufacturers actually using the bolt holes that's on the front axle. Um, yeah, just for our listeners and customers out there, trying not to pull the machine from the rear axle um, while the machine is in the shed this time of year you know you've got another two or three weeks before you get into your harvest um, spend the time getting those cables around the front axles and tie down the, the back axle you know just tie the cables around the back axle so when you do get bogged the cables already sitting there you've already attached it to your front axle so you can just hook onto the, the cable and pull it out backwards. That way you you still pull on the front axle. So there's, the chances of damaging the machine are really low. 100% confident that we'll have a lot of bog deaders this year. Well, let's hope things dry out for our Eastern States growers very soon. Thanks for joining me today, Cassie. This podcast has been brought to you by Primary Sales and is for information purposes only. Visit Primary Sales online at primarysales.com.au.